We solemnly swear we're up to no good. where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Gary And Kate Cook is with us once more. Say hello, Kate. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, today we're talking about minute number 27. Minute 27 starts with Ollivander handing a test wand to Harry, and it ends with twinkling music as Ollivander returns with the third test wand. This is, uh, yesterday you were saying about how quiet it is. And it's yes. That's how this minute ends, and it's just, it's really great, because he's, he does it with the whole, I wonder. Yeah. So, they got the mysterious mu- like music that, like, it slowly sort of sounds, cues up. We'll get to it at the end of the minute, but it sort of sounds, it's the Hedwig, Hedwig's theme, but it sounds like it's played on a music box. It's very light and very, like, twinkly. I like it a lot. Um, and, of course, it'll swell in the next minute, but I like the sound design in particular in this minute, because there's a lot of, like, antics that happen. So, so Ollivander gives Harry this wand, and Harry just kind of holds it up in the air, just next to his face. When I was just watching like this, I was, it's one of the things that my instant thought of this, if we kind of replay it as we're looking at it here, is like, it, it's his face. He has yeah. no idea what he's like <laughs> to do, and he's just like, like I don't Harry, know, I'm not, oh, like, he Harry might has be the magical, best faces. but he wasn't raised that way, and I think that's one of the things that makes Harry Potter so great, is mm-hmm. because J.K. Rowling was able to make this whole world, but in a way that, like, she made it so that you're learning with this person. Exactly. this person doesn't have any idea what's going on either. So yeah, she did it point. so perfectly. You didn't automatically get dumped into somebody who knows everything about magic mm-hmm. and, you know, you're trying to figure out this world while they already do. You're yeah. figuring out with this person who also had no idea. So you can relate, so to speak, to if you were to randomly have found this out mm-hmm. yourself. Like this so we're, we're seeing like, this all of this through Harry's eyes. in my world? Yes, exactly. We, we get to see all of this through Harry's perspective, and he doesn't really know what to expect or what things are going on or what the, the world around him is like. Um, so he holds this wand kind of dumbly, and then... Uh, <laughs> we're laughing at his expression right now, because he... he you know, tries to test out the wand. And yeah, Ollivander's like, give it away. Like, what are you doing? And like, give it away. Like, and he has this look, and like, <laughs> oh, no. keep going, wait, wait, this is even better. Where he like, he sees it, he's destroying things. The way he puts it back <laughs> is like the guilty kid, like, like, I didn't just do that, like, let me just, it's such a both hands. thing to do, like, like it, yeah, and he's like holding it with just his little fingers. Just like, let like, me put this back, I'm like, like this is not uh, for me. I'm, I should break, I'm breaking things, with, let me just this down. Do you think that Ollivander has to? Does this happen every time a kid comes in looking for a wand? Like a couple of them just aren't quite right. Um, I like that they went with the like destruction of Ollivander property in this scene because in the in the book Ollivander's a little more eccentric as well. He he hands Harry a wand and Harry like raises his raises it up and then he snatches it away. He's like, no, that's wrong, and he gives him something else. And so nothing happens. It doesn't produce any magic, yeah. but he just is like aware of. 
um, like kind of looking at him with it. It was just like, yeah, no, and like no, he can tell that, 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 that there's no affinity there. Nothing good is going to come from that. Let me just take that before mm-hmm. you can wave it around. Well, so he, he waves it, and of course, like all the stuff comes bursting off the of the doors are opening. Yeah, and, and all these doors come flying out. It looks like they're like full of paper or something. Uh, there's like a light that's pouring out from behind them as it comes flying off the shelf, and then uh, Ollivander sort of look, glances up, like because there's a. I like the design of the shop. The shop has like an open floor as well, much like the Hut on the Rock did. It has this open floor plan, and then you go up the staircase, and there's like a second level, but it's like a loft that's overlooking. So he he looks up, like he sees something, and he's like, ah, like I know, like we'll try this one. And we'll he climbs it. upstairs, and he pulls another uh, wand down, and then he leans over the banister to hand it to Harry, like how about this one? And uh, Harry, of course, waves this one, and more more destruction of yeah. Ollivander property. There's this uh, really beautiful vase. I paused it when I was doing my notes. The vase is purple, and it has black roses in it. And, of course, it shatters everywhere, and water goes flooding around. Like, no, no, definitely, definitely not. not. <laughs> he does the same thing. Like, yep, oh, he's, got, nope. he's got the fingers. Like, let me just, I'm just put this down to everything. Like, I don't, it just, it's just between his thumb and his forefinger. He's like, that's, that's enough of that. Not okay for me. Um... Which brings us like I right do to... I do really love all the wand uh mischief here, all the all the like <laughs> antics going on inside the shop as like, yeah, uh, Ollivander looks for the ring. Just in his head, yeah. He... he knows exactly where everything he knows oh, what yeah. he's looking for. Oh yeah. And and I think that it's we amazing. talked a little bit about divination last minute. I would say that he must have some touch of, of that to be like, Oh well maybe like this there's something drawing about this thing that might that might indicate that it's the right kind of one. Um I don't know what goes into his is it None of the wands that he picks for Harry are, like, similar types of wood to his parents or, like, similar to... We don't know about wand cores because he's only got three different cores that he uses, but um, this one, the last one that he picks, he definitely is like, I wonder. And and he, he heads to go pick off, like, the perfect one. Um, I feel like this is going to be a really short minute. Still very quiet. We just well, yeah. get the, like, exploding stuff. Because like you said, it, it ends with the I wonder. He gets there, he hasn't even, well, we're, we have paused it with a whole 15 seconds left. Yeah. He hasn't even said that. I wonder if that's going to be the end of it there. And I know we did a lot of our, our wand talk. I did in, a lot of wand talk last, yesterday. Sorry, I, maybe I shouldn't have uh, front-loaded it all in, in Monday's <laughs> episode. It's going to make this one a little short, but that's okay. We can talk about John Hurt and Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, we can totally talk about Doctor Who. <laughs> We we don't that's that's such a tangent. <laughs> I know it would be. That's why I was trying so hard not to. So I like made notes about it. You made notes about Doctor Who? No no no, just like <laughs> the things that John Hurt had been in, which I touched on yesterday, like other things that I had liked him in, and sure. kind of like things that I had forgotten that he was in. Um, which I, I like Merlin because yeah. it has the kind of parallel in the magic here, mm-hmm. and also. You know, taking place in England. Yeah. A couple of different parallels there. But he's done so much work. It's amazing. Maybe it's just because I'm so drawn to that, because I think that's the last thing I've seen him in, too, is him as the war doctor. Yeah. And I think I just, I really liked him there. I liked him, like, chastising his future selves and how, Oh, like, yeah, the 50th anniversary special. Mm-hmm. That they are. Am I going through a good life crisis? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I don't have yeah. This minute's a lot, um, a lot quicker than the other ones. So so he goes off to pick. Uh, I think it's another one for. Yeah, I think the silence of it 
works very well here. Yeah, absolutely. It helps build your anticipation, and it with the. I mean, we don't have. We don't have the volume, so you can't hear it. But even like when they do introduce music, it's like so faint that at first you don't. You don't really hear yeah, it. Yeah, you don't. You're like, is that music? Is there something? Like, it, so this whole like 15 seconds of the last of it, as we see him like grabbing out what is going to end up being the wand, is all just a very slow buildup of music with him delivering that line like I'm mm-hmm. wondering so this minute really leaves you on that cliffhanger like we can't talk about what he's wondering exactly. about yet exactly because that's gonna be that's for tomorrow that's for later um yeah I I do like I do like Ollivander like putzing around the, I I could watch this for like three more minutes just <laughs> like him going and trying different ones and making different I want to see another cu- I want to see another customer come in and I want to see him like something happens. <laughs> Well, because like you said, he does that whole, like, let me just, like, when he decides that that's not the one for Harry, you know, mm-hmm. everything flies off the shelves, he just immediately kind of, like, cocks, it, cocks his head up. It, I don't even want to necessarily say he was looking there. Mm-hmm. It was almost just like he heard something. Yes. Like, in his head or whatever, and he's just kind of like, oh, yep, and now I'm going over there, so. Yeah, the, um. Something going on. It's, it's, in, the, in a very similar one, she was the wizard kind of way. In the one of the new Harry, uh, not Harry Potter books, in one of the new Star Wars books, um, the Ahsoka Tano book, which is the character from like Clone Wars and Rebels, she's looking for crystals to make new lightsabers, and she talks about like meditating and like hearing the crystal calling to her mm-hmm. in that very sort of same sense that like there's an affinity that one has for this device that's going to channel their power. Um, it's uh. I, I, I feel like that's a, a concept that comes up a lot. It's also very, like, sword in the stone. Like, there's one person that's meant to have this sword. Yeah. Like, it's, uh... I, I really like the idea of a witch or wizard being, like, destined for this instrument. Like, there is something, um... There's kind of a... It is kind of like a destiny. There's like a fate aspect to it. Like, he says the wand chooses the wizard and and... and Maybe it is that the wand is like reaching out to Ollivander, like, "Hey, this is the one that mm-hmm. you should give this kid." But uh, it's it's still, or maybe it's that it's calling to that person in Ollivander, and he's he's the channel of it, yeah, yeah, the medium there. That. Sure, I really, I don't know, I really like that. That there's like this this wand is destined to be Harry's. We'll talk. I have a lot about Harry's wand tomorrow, but that's about As the should be. just a minute, right? Do you have anything for for this one, Victoria? Uh, I think we covered a lot of the stuff. I mean, what as she pointed out, we kind of have it pause on the last like fifteen seconds. seconds where he is getting down the wand that us already knowing what's going on know that it's going to be his. I love his gravelly voice. It works so perfectly for mm-hmm. it. I I like how like tiny the shop is. You know, I actually wrote a little bit about Ollivander's shop, like the interior of the shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of like the fact that he like stares at Harry for like just a second or two before actually coming up. Yeah, the, kind of, the narrow walkway. The it's because he's just him. so like you can like, see it on his away. face. Um, and I, I guess, I mean, I can talk about this now. I'm yeah, not, we can get into a little. One bit of the things now. I was kind of going to mention at the beginning because it's kind of now a little into the next minute is just like the hesitancy you can see on his face, um, on John Hurt's face when he's giving Harry the wand. But I mean, like I said, that's yeah. not really 
Because well, he knows. He, as, soon as, as soon as he he plucks it from the shelf, he knows that um, if this one is the one that is attracted to Harry, there is a, there's something um, that could be... I don't want to say sinister. I mean, it could but like be, it portends something. It could go either way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It all depends. Which we can all talk about tomorrow. Yeah, we have a because that will be a whole tension on that. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I really like I like the shop. I like that it's small. I like that it's dusty with just shelves that are full of things. Like I like the. I don't want to say clutter. It doesn't feel like clutter. It's all meticulously organized in a way that only Ollivander understands. Um, like the message of the madness. Yes. Exactly. Uh, He's even got that seagull hair thing going on. <laughs> right. Just all over the place. I like his mutton chops. <laughs> well, well, didn't we mention mutton chops in, like, in a previous minute? Like, I don't remember which week it was because I think Tim, I think it was like last week, but yeah, was Tim talking about mutton chops? And like someone was walking towards the camera and he was pointing out, out all the oh, hair yeah. styles we, and we, uh, facial hair and everything. saw a lot of really amazing facial hair in, in Diagon Alley. And just like different oh, expressive yeah. people, the extras in Diagon Alley are all fantastic because they're all in costume to look like it's meant to make Harry look the most out of place in his mm-hmm. little plaid uh, shirt, and so everyone's like really eccentric, and it's amazing. I saw something in I don't even know where, and it wasn't even related to me looking up stuff to come on here. It yeah. was just bouncing around on Facebook and whatever I was reading. I was reading something about how. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Harry, was apparently very, je- like, kind of jealous of um, Eddie Redmayne finding out, like, you know, he gets to play Newt, and he's looking at his costumes and stuff, and, like, he's like, yeah, he gets all the cool costumes, like, look what I have and then at. I had jeans and a zip-up. Yep. Like, yep. like... That's the whole thing. We'll talk. We'll have to talk as the movies go on on the costume design because at least once we get to Hogwarts, he's got like the the robes and everything. But even oh, by yeah. later movies, it's just that blue shirt with the with the zip sweater and yeah, his like jeans. even at yeah, because even at school, half the time yep. he's chilling in his blue jeans. Like Not so much in this one. I think it. I think the design think of it might change later. a little with. I think it's with the changing directors, you get a different kind of so. vision. Um, we'll have to talk about that in a couple movies when we get to that. But, uh, okay. I think that was everything. Short minute. Short minute. Compared to yesterday. Yeah. Can you join us tomorrow, Kate? Will you come back for, for another minute with us? No, probably not. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> hopefully we can have you back. If not, Victor and I will we'll make do. We'll figure something out. Uh, come back tomorrow and see if Kate joins us again, you guys. Uh, you can you can find us at duelinggenre.com. You can email us at contact at hpminute.com. You can find us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute and Twitter at hpminute. And if you'd like, you can join the discussion with us at our Facebook page, Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army. Okay. That's it. Mischief managed. We can do it again. It's just like yawning the whole time. <laughs>